Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on an allocation consideration for fixed income investors. This in light of what has been a challenging period for returns. My guests will walk us through the new fixed income theme from the Chief Investment Office, that being short duration Pan American bond opportunities. So joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome to Top of the Morning the authors of the publication, Barry McAlinden, Senior Fixed Income Strategist Americas, Alina Gallant, High Yield Credit Analyst, as well as Donald McLaughlin, Latin America Credit Strategist from the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Barry, Alina, Donald, it's great to be with you all. Thank you for dropping by top of the morning and spending some time with our listeners and their clients today. And as I alluded to, I know the three of you recently authored this new fixed income theme. Again, title is Short Duration Pan American Bond Opportunities. So Barry, can you take us through the main investment case behind the theme? Sure, Dan. So the theme recommends that investors consider select bonds with relatively short maturities uh, in the corporate bond market made up of issuers that are domiciled in both the U.S. and Latin America. And we recommend this for two main reasons. You know, one is that the yield that's attainable on these instruments has now become quite attractive in absolute terms on the order of uh, three and a half to to four percent in some cases. And number two, given the declines in bond prices that's happened so far this year, We think on a go-forward basis, the risks of capital losses, particularly in the short maturity segment, are quite low given where yields are today. So just to put some numbers around it, for developed market bonds on the short end of the curve, and by short end, we mean about one to three years, the yield increase this year from about 1.2% all the way up to 3.5% currently. Now, much of that comes from the rise in treasury yield. So the two-year treasury rose from about 0.7% to 2.7% so far this year because it anticipates uh, future Fed rate hikes to come. But also credit spreads, they've moved wider as well. And on the short end of the curve, they've nearly doubled. They started the year at about 42 basis points and currently stand at about 81 basis points. So both the rise in treasury yield as well as some widening in credit spreads account for the yields that are attainable on these bonds today. And when we think about uh, going forward, sometimes we look at what we call the total return break even. So how high would yields rise from here in order for investors to suffer a total return loss over the next 12 months? And from current levels, you would need yields to rise almost 200 basis points to suffer a total return loss. And from where they are today, that would bring yields over 5%. And those are levels we really haven't seen since before the financial crisis. So we think the likelihood of that happening, you know, is uh, is quite low. So we do like this short end, um, both in the developed market credits that we pick, as well as on the emerging market debt side. Uh, on the EM uh, credit universe, CIO believes that, you know, a backdrop of still positive global GDP growth and elevated commodity prices. Uh, as well as the attractive income of the bonds, you know, should be supportive factors uh, in the upcoming months. So, we, we, you know, we view that the, the short duration Pan-American bond opportunities you know, really is a way to pick up uh, some yield, but still maintain a, a lower 
a volatility profile on the investment. Well, Barry, thank you for an overview there of the theme. So as a way to implement this theme, I know the three of you compiled a basket of individual bonds. Now, without mentioning individual securities, which of course we cannot do here on top of the morning, Alina, can you walk us through what kind of industry sectors were chosen for your bond picks and any other rationale you might have considered? Yes, hi, of course. Um, So, you know, the main idea behind this theme is that there really should be very little, if any, credit risk involved here. And that's because we view this theme as capital preservation with attractive carry. And so since this is a short duration basket of only a few years, the way I think about it is we don't even really have to worry about the mark to market so much because we expect that the bondholder will get paid back in full when these bonds mature. So we chose names that we feel are very stable. And these are all large size organizations with strong credit metrics, significant liquidity. One of the sectors that we added on there is energy. Uh, specifically, we chose two energy companies in the basket, and both of them are very large size stable names. One is in the midstream space, one is in refining. Both have very strong fundamentals today with high oil prices and low inventories for refining products worldwide. But I think the key to note here is that even if oil prices were to come down over the next three years, we feel that these companies have stable enough credit metrics have sufficient liquidity that the bonds would be stable. And in the meantime, the carry that uh, these two energy companies provide on these uh, three-year bonds is around 4%, which we feel is quite attractive. And I can pass it on to Barry or Donald to talk about um, some of the other sectors that we added. Yes. Uh, hi, this is Donald. Uh, good morning, everybody. Yeah, when it comes to uh, uh, my region, you know, Latin America is a commodity long region. Uh, it's two major economies. Uh, that's Mexico and uh, Brazil are home to large commodity producers with a global scale and or industry champions in their respective uh, uh, countries. The bulk of the revenues are either in uh, are either U.S. dollar denominated or U.S. dollar linked, so there's very little FX uh, uh, risk. Many of them enjoy low-cost uh, structures, and some benefit from competitive advantages that are very difficult to replicate. Uh, just want to note that uh, uh, eucalyptus tree, which is vital in pulp and paper, takes about a third of the time to grow uh, in in South America than the Northern Hemisphere. So that is huge, right? And uh, we strongly believe that many of them could uh, uh, bear higher credit ratings if domiciled in uh, higher rated countries. And hi, this is Barry. Um, so uh, our picks on, on my side primarily were the, of those of the large U.S. banks. And sometimes they're referred to as the GSIBs, the globally systemically important banks. And what we found attractive about uh, this segment was that their 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 credit spreads are actually um, pretty wide for their single A ratings, and that stems from the amount of issuance that they come with um, on an ongoing basis. And, and particularly last year was a record year for the amount of senior unsecured bonds that these large U.S. banks uh, issued. And so far, they, they have front-loaded a lot of their issuance this year as well. Um, in, in the first quarter, 
um, they represented, uh, you know, the bulk of the, the primary syndicate uh, debt market in terms of what uh, companies came to the market. And we think that because of that supply and that overhang, uh, it does cause their credit spreads to remain wide relative to peers. Um, but, uh, you know, from a credit quality and fundamental point of view, you know, we're extremely comfortable with the credit profiles of the, of the large U.S. banks. Um, you think about the, the regulatory environment, you know, today versus uh, pre-crisis uh, is, is much more robust in, on, in so many different levels from equity capital to liquidity. We also have stress testing that, that takes place each year uh, for these banks to make sure that they can withstand, you know, adverse uh, economic scenarios. Uh, and in fact, uh, two of the bank picks that we included, uh, their, their single A credit ratings are on positive outlooks by both Moody's and S&P. So there's a chance that over the medium term, you know, you could see credit rating upgrades for those issues. Uh, so that's where, um, you know, our uh, focus area was. Well, Barry, Donald, Alina, thank you for walking us through those sector preferences and those considerations. And of course, we do encourage our clients listening in to have a follow-up conversation with their financial advisor if they would like to learn more about that basket of bonds tied to the theme. So before we close out, Alina, any other takeaways that you'd like to leave our listeners with that they should keep in mind? I think it's important to note that this theme is really meant for buy and hold investors. Um, it is meant to be uh, a way for investors to earn carry on the cash portion of their portfolio. And we believe that our basket consists of stable names that can give quite an attractive return. But of course, we will be monitoring these credits and we will update the basket and our recommendations as the relative value changes in the market. Great. Well, Alina, Donald, Barry, thank you very much for dropping by top of the morning today to update our listeners, our clients, and keep them informed on the short duration Pan American Bond Opportunities theme from the Chief Investment Office. Appreciate your time. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks very much. Absolutely. And again, today we've been joined by Barry McAlinden, Senior Fixed Income Strategist Americas, Alina Gallant, High Yield Credit Analyst, and Donald McLaughlin, Latin America Credit Strategist, all from the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including, of course, the publication which my guests have been making reference to this morning, that being the short-duration Pan-American Bond Opportunities theme. So for clients of UBS, please be sure to contact your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of that publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only.
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.